different Friday, but completely different pitch conditions. Yeah. The pitch definitely playing a factor. Verhoeven whips it in towards Cole Flick on there to Ely Heighton for the hat trick. Oh, he scores! Oh. Christian Ely Heighton, it's 6-0 UBC. A good flick on there from the nearest Thunderbird, and it's in the back of the net. I think it was Mackenzie Cole to flick on it. Hey, everybody. This week, it's Jacob, Eric, Jake, and Liz of CITR Sports broadcasting <laughs> from UBC's Point Grey campus, located, as always, on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird, Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. And overall, it was honestly quite a solid outing for UBC sports over the weekend. We saw soccer and hockey win big, especially soccer. We'll touch on that in a bit, but two hat tricks. Come on, guys. Uh, we saw men's rugby snag a decisive win. Unfortunately, the women did drop their match to the Vikings. Women's Thunderbird basketball and volleyball had successful preseason road trips on Eastward, while women's field hockey claimed their first victory on the season. Not so positive, though, the men's football team. Bit of a dismal showing, honestly, for them. And they did it against the Alberta Golden Bears, who are at the bottom of the Canada West division. It's a tough one. Well, the hockey's good, at least. Yeah, I mean, hockey's, <laughs> hockey's thankfully ho doing all right. Hockey had a good start to the season. The Thunderbirds men's hockey team just opened their 2018-19 season with a pair of wins over the University of Lethbridge Pronghorns. Season opener was a pretty wild one with 10 goals and 16 penalties split amongst the two teams. Tanner Faith of the Thunderbirds took an interference penalty just eight seconds in, but the Birds killed it off easily before being awarded a power play of their own. Adam Rossignol, who we talked about a lot last year, um, kind of a goal scorer now, used to be more of a playmaker. But yeah, he changed roles a bit over the years. Started doing it both now. Um, and he uh, opened the season for the Thunderbirds with a goal, um, and then just two minutes later it was Michael Stenerson again um, to make it 2-0. Uh, uh, Pronghorn's rookie, Jordan Roy, scored halfway through the opening period to cut the lead in half, but it was Stenerson once more to make it 3-1. Uh, just before the end of the frame. Three minutes into the second, uh, Clint Philbrandt cut the lead in half again, and then the penalty floodgates opened. And UBC scored three straight power play goals, and the first of them was from Jarrett Smith, and then the other two came from Mr. Carter Popoff, yeah, local Richmond boy. There Special teams were uh, really killing it for UBC, but unfortunately, Pronghorns got some of their own, as they also scored in the man advantage 20 seconds after Popov's second power play goal, and then they scored their own fourth goal of the night 90 seconds after that. Floodgates <laughs> open on both sides. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of back and forth, but uh, the dust settled. Thunderbirds took a 6-4 win away in their first game of the year. Second game, a little bit more normal. Uh, after the first 20-minute period, it was scoreless. Uh, less than four minutes into the second frame, Austin Vetterl wired a one-timer from a Tyler Sandu pass to open the scoring. Uh, I, I keep thinking Tyler Sandu's a rookie, but it's, it's a new season no, now. Sandu's an old name. Yeah. Well, we do have a rookie. We have uh, Mr. Quentin Greenwood from Delburn, Alberta. First ever Canada West goal makes it 2 nothing. Fresh He's, blood getting it done. Yeah, great pickup from the AG, AJHL. Had 51 points in 59 games last season. That's not too shabby. Uh, but less than a minute later, again, the Pronghorns had an answer, this time from Landon Gross. It Pop. seems like the Pronghorns were always ready. Yeah. Whenever the Thunderbirds mm -hmm. were able to put something up on the scoreboard, 
the pronghorns would just immediately clap back. Might be a case of UBC taking their foot off the gas a little bit after scoring, relaxing a bit, and pronghorns capitalizing. Not on mentally that. focusing enough. The the other thing that I think may have happened is that it um, sort of gives you a rush of blood, and then you just start to play more open. Because a couple of times we've seen the Thunderbirds score, and then they would score again a couple of minutes later. So I think it could be possibly more of that. Right, flip flop. It's on both sides. Yeah, exactly. Uh, pop off again on the power play. Might be a new power play specialist for the uh, for the Thunderbirds here. Uh, and then again, it was Landon Gross just two minutes later. Same thing again. Uh, but it's then, the same narrative. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but Patrick Diaz at the door, man, he looks great. He uh, does, he but does. I, I'm kind of interested to see what Toth can do as well. I mean, I, they're both good, and it's a good situation for the Thunderbirds to be in where I think they have two goalies. Like, I, And again, I mean, he did let in four goals, but he faced a higher volume of shots. That's something that can happen. Um, Dia looks good, though. I think as as a backup, he's a great option to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Carter Popoff seems like it'll be a name we're going to be mentioning often over the next few weeks. He looked excellent in preseason, scored goals there, and he already has three goals, all in the power play, I believe, and uh, two of which have been game winners. And we mentioned the goalies, you know, Ryland Toth and Patrick Dia right now. There's not that much difference between them, really. We see that Ryland has let in a few more goals early to start, but... He honestly seems just as capable at stopping pucks and being able to control the game on top of, of course, the veteran experience. It might be a matter of just getting into uh, now a starter role where he was previously being used in a backup role with Matt Hewitt, the number one guy. Um, and again, that's a tough transition for a lot of people to get used to. Um, but yeah, the men's hockey team actually has this weekend off. They will host Mount Royal next weekend in the home opener. Women's hockey will start their season tomorrow with their home opener against Lethbridge. A lot of teams actually have this upcoming weekend off. Happy Thanksgiving to all you out there. Hope you enjoy the weekend, Um, which includes actually the rugby side. But the past weekend, women's rugby traveled to Victoria, and they played a low-scoring gritty, as in the new mascot, Ah. for the Flyers Ah. match. Thank you. Thank you for the laughs. Well, (laughs) chuckles, I guess. Um, Where they they actually gave up a late 5-5 tie and lost the game 5-10 against the Vikings. Yeah, it was quite a low-scoring game compared to some of their matchups uh, they've had so far, especially the the first UBC-Victoria match, which was 26-24 for UBC. And like that first match, this carried some extra values. It's part of the ongoing Legends Cup series. UVic, unfortunately, got the points from that game, but UBC is still ahead 5-3. to three. Yeah, the Birds carried the play for the majority of the first half, but there was just so many knock-ons in like key areas. Um, they they just, really couldn't finish a lot of the scoring opportunities. Exactly, yeah. They got into the, I guess you, you wouldn't call it the red zone in rugby, but a similar well, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> well, you know, striking zone. Like It's, yeah. it's close to where yeah, you can yeah. score a try. Exactly. Um, but a lot of turnovers, honestly, on both sides of the, of the pitch. Yeah, the scoring started with Vikes scrum half Sasha Gades, who turned the tables um, from deep inside Thunderbird territory, and she actually ran all the way to the other side of the pitch and put the put the ball down 5-0 early lead going into the second half for the Vikings. UBC winger Viviana Johnson then was able to score in the corner in the 70th, 70th minute to tie it up at 5-5. Yeah, unfortunately, Kelsey McKinnon for the Vikes, shortly after she, after she returned to the field from her, her yellow card penalty, managed to get the winning try in the 79th minute of the match. It's a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. And the Sinbin did her no wrong. She didn't even repent. <laughs> <laughs> she did fine. Uh, yeah. She went out and got a try. 
I mean, Car- karma didn't work there. <laughs> where's the reconciliation? That, it would have been nice if they got the penalty like one minute before, so that she, you know, she wouldn't. Have <laughs> right, and then wouldn't have been yeah, able exactly. to make a difference in the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after today, that day's game, the Thunderbirds and Vikings both hold records of two and two, and are ten points each in the Canada West standings. Next week, as mentioned, no games because of the Thanksgiving weekend bye. UBC will play the Pandas on October 12th at home here at the UBC Rugby Center, while Alberta will then face Victoria just two days later. And then on the men's side of things, it was a positive note, thankfully. When is it it not a positive note for the UBC men's At the first game of the season, they lost somehow. Okay, well, (laughs) that's fine. But, right, this is a three-game win streak now for the men's who really came out strong. They beat down on poor West Shore RFC. It was a 45-15 final score in this Premier League match. Yeah, Thunderbirds now 3-1 and one on the season, and uh, interestingly, given the lopsided final score, uh, head coach Curry Hitchborn noted that, uh, the, quote, the score wasn't even close to reflective on the level of play, which uh, was a, seemed to be a case of the Thunderbirds really piling on points once they got the win late in the second half, as uh, West Shore did make it close, but weren't able to keep it going. Yeah, and I think that comment was very reflective of the first half particularly like you mentioned Thunderbirds came screaming out of the gates what to what really seemed to be a back and forth game up until late second half where they just kept racking on the points Mm -hmm. once they found that opening Uh, next up for the men's side after the Thanksgiving break on October 13th will be a matchup against the UBC OB Ravens RFC club who are based out of Kitsilano moving on to football after the devastating homecoming loss it seemed like it wasn't going to get too much worse and it somehow did and it did i think you guys i'm serious when i say this it's the curse of nico defonte (laughs) it's honestly the curse of nico defonte ever since that game Mm -hmm. ubc has really hit a funk yeah they won their first game of the season but they've now lost four in a row including last weekend shocking 26 to 21 loss to the previously winless alberta Golden Bears, and although the Thunderbirds started off the game lightning fast with an eight-play, 79-yard touchdown drive, they're just unable to keep the momentum going, and Alberta and UBC now share a dismal 1-4 record in the Canada West basement. They'll have to go head-to-head with the Golden Bears and the Manitoba Bison if they're going to make that fourth and final Canada West playoff spot. And again, this is a bye week, which will hopefully allow them to figure out whatever the heck's going wrong and start playing up to their potential. I mean, they really need to get something going here. One and four on the season for a team that last year was quite competitive, made it all the way to the Canada West finals. It's not acceptable. Um, And you wonder if it's reflective of the players' attitudes or the coaching. Whatever it is, they need to get their heads out of the gutter. The Golden Bears, you know, all game, they really just attacked uh, they were hard-nosed, tackle-breaking, uh, coming from Jonathan Rosary. This is the running back for the Alberta side. And he really didn't do – he didn't care about the fact that UBC was previously a high-ranked team. He touched the ball 23 times and ran for 150 yards and a touchdown on the day. Yeah, and it didn't help that UBC's defense was not able to put much pressure at all on uh, Brad Baker, the Golden Bears quarterback. And uh, on the other side, Michael O'Connor was pressured relentlessly throughout the game, but still managed to have a solid performance, throw for 323 yards and two touchdowns, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, it's never on Michael O'Connor, is it? It's (laughs) never really, that's never really the problem. I mean, even the homecoming game that we had, Mm -hmm. like the pass slipping through 
the wide receiver's fingers right there at the end. Again, I'm forgetting names because that's they're all anonymous bodies at this point. <laughs> Sorry, football team, but make a catch, you know? Like, he's putting it right in their hands. And it's, it's butterfingers mm-hmm. to a T. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the coaching staff definitely uh, kept the ball uh, out of the hands of uh, Ben Cummings and Ted Kubongo in the, in the backfield. I don't know why they're not giving Cummings more touches. Right. I mean, he put up big numbers last year for him, especially on special teams. And clearly they are struggling. So, like, why why wouldn't you try and change something? At least try it, right? (laughs) At least try it. I mean, like like we said, panic button time for the Thunderbirds. Well, I don't want to I don't want to go there yet just because they're only one win out of a playoff spot. Yeah. And they they do play both Alberta and Manitoba in their final three games. But that doesn't matter. This team is not supposed to be fighting for a fourth spot. Okay, but but now now that they are, we just have to accept that they are and hope that maybe they can sneak in and and by the time they get there, they've sort of done their culture reset, done whatever they need to do to you know actually function as a team. Yeah, pull a men's hockey from last year. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if there's going to be any illegal <laughs> players on the hypothetical field of ice. Well, for this you never team. know, Jacob. Anyways, they're gonna they're still gonna have to fight. You know, try and at least get back to five hundred and try and make some November playoff football. And then um, on October 12th, the Birds will take on the Huskies at home and look for a little redemption to try and make something out of this dismal season. I said it. It's 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 not exactly a hot take, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> not a hot take. It's just real. Yeah, The gonna... real take here at CITR Sports. <laughs> uh, real takes only. CITR 101.9. We're going to take some... Uh... We're going to take a break for Ed. Some and real time off. Yeah, we're going to take <laughs> some time off like the, the Thunderbirds might have been doing in football. And, uh, and we'll be right back. LGBTQ2I Night is a positive space for folks to learn about bike maintenance in a relaxed environment led by queer mechanics and volunteers. It takes place on the fourth Wednesday of every month at the Bike Kitchen on UBC's campus. Bring your own bike and fix them with our tools, come with questions and ask away, or learn by watching other folks work on their bikes. Beginners are always welcome. This event is entirely free to attend and there will be free pizza. For more information, visit bikecoop.ca. Civilization as you know it is gone. The last remaining archive of Vancouver's music, art, and underrepresented issues is the September 2018 issue of a magazine called Discorder. Discorder. The September issue of Discorder is out now. This month, there are pieces on Andrea Warner, the author of Buffy St. Marie's Authorized Biography, Commercial Drag, a weekly drag show for anyone and everyone, music features with local bands Landline and Board Decor, 
an art feature by Nada Hayek, live reviews of Ponderosa Festival and Poetry is Bad for You, and of course, reviews of new albums, podcasts, and books. Thank you to our advertisers, The Rio, Blueprint, The Cinematech, The Rickshaw Theater, East Band Graphics, SFU, Timber Concerts, the Vancouver International Film Festival, the Vancouver Art Book Fair, and the AMS. Looking at women's basketball, the team's preseason began this past weekend as the Thunderbirds flew to Toronto to take on three Eastern schools. They lost their first game against York 73-62 in a game that seems to have disappeared into the ether as I cannot find any box <laughs> score, any sort of recap it's from it. It's the preseason early games, you know. There's not a lot of info on a lot of these matchups. So. Yeah, so we have nothing from that game, but we do have <laughs> record of the next two, which Thunderbirds won both, beating Toronto 74-59 to and McMaster 73-71. to And can I just say, Miss Keelan Filowich, wow. What Honestly, what a weekend. 21 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists against UT. And then afterwards against McMaster, she puts up 31 points, 14 rebounds for easy double-double, and then 3 blocks as well. She went 14 from 24 from the field that second game, which put her only one made field goal behind the all-time school record. Keelan Filowich, let's lead this team. Yeah, well, she's led the team in scoring in all three preseason games so far, as opposed to last year when it was really Madison Penn who led the way. Penn still on the team, though. And she, though she was quieter in comparison, she still managed to fill up all aspects of the box score, averaging 16.6 rebounds, two steals, and two blocks in the two games that we have statistics from. Yeah, and talking something about the new Thunderbirds, we have the newly transferred Kate Johnson started both both uh, two games and did reasonably well, actually, averaging having six points, three rebounds, and three steals in, on 60% shooting. Though she only did struggle with turnovers, committing nine in two games, but overall she's she's getting it. And it's it's nice to see, you know, that there is a third player mm-hmm. in what was previously a duo mm-hmm. of Madison Penn and Keelan Filowich. Well, Jessica Hansen still uh, still here as well, so right. hopefully it'll be Hansen more comes of a in duo. generally as a three point specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think they had difficulties getting the ball to her in scoring opportunities. Yeah, maybe with Johnson there, it would be more of a dynamic backcourt, though. That's what you would hope for. Mm-hmm. And then as well, there was a brief glimpse at two other first-year players, guard Haley Council and forward Tannis Metcalf. Metcalf only played in the first game. She recorded two points, three rebounds, and a block in 18 minutes. Council saw the floor in both match in both uh, matchups, and she seems to be quite aggressive on the offense. Total of 14 shots in just 22 minutes of action. However, she did go three for 14. She was uh, willing to take three-pointers, which is <laughs> a good sign considering the team struggles last year. She's Confidence. only, she's <laughs> only one of nine. Confidence gets three. you there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Fake it till you make it, right? We'll, <laughs> s- we'll see whether this uh, very aggressive uh, shooting will pay off for the Thunderbirds as she matures into uh, a p- better player. And the team is back in Vancouver for the next two weeks. Uh, continuing their preseason with games against Fraser Valley tomorrow and Lewis and Clark on October 13th. I, I also I also just want to say in a world where Jonas Valanciunas can shoot three-pointers, anything is possible, <laughs> and you too can make three-pointers. And on, I mean, this is this is one game, right? Like, honestly, we, we probably have a few outstanding players here that were taking a box score of one game to prematurely judge. It's exciting, though, that Filowich is taking what seems like a leadership role and maybe... Sh- 
her alongside Penn will be able to mentor some of these younger players. Yeah, and finally we get to hear something about volleyball. Woohoo! We're yeah. back. And uh, we're, back. we're back with volleyball, the <laughs> right. sport that I played. Did you guys know I played volleyball? Wow. <laughs> Don't say it, Eric. It's a tradition right now. Yeah, I yeah. got to get in there. <laughs> so the Thunderbirds women's volleyball team hit the road to BC's beautiful Okanagan regions to play in the Thompson Rivers Battle of the Border Tournament this past weekend. The team won two of the three games. The volleyball action started on Friday, and the first of two games that evening was an unfortunate 0-3 shutout to the Alberta Pandas. Yeah, Alberta was the runner-up at the national championships last year and really showed that they are still contender material with that win and uh, really uh, will set uh, a standard for whenever UBC and Alberta play each other again as to the quality of uh, their matchups. Those were some good games last year, though. Those were the ones I, I look back on the most. Those were They were good games. And, I mean, like uh, the Thunderbirds obviously need to take a step to get there, but I think they are more than capable of doing it. And... Also, they didn't have Kira Van Rijk for reasons we will discuss later. Yes, very exciting. <laughs> Van Rijk's doing huge things right now. And, you know, they bounced back after that first game, and they were able to grab a nice win against Mount Royal in their second matchup on Friday. They defeated the Cougars 3-2. to two. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, I mean, Saturday they were able to do well against the McEwen Griffins again. Yeah, and on Saturday, the birds come back with guns blazing against McEwen Griffins, jumping out to a quick 2.20 lead, winning both sets 25-17. The Griffins managed to claw their way back, however, winning the third set... Griffins clawing. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> clawing. Thank you, Spencer, for that one. <laughs> Yeah, they're coming back on the third set, 25-17, and the fourth, 25-23. In what was a clear attempt to keep the match competitive, the Thunderbird did save their best play for the last and uh, finish their road trip on the 15-11 victory. The women's volleyball team will play at home after Thanksgiving in the West Coast, West Coast Classic, sorry, October 12th against um, Queens and Golf. Golf, yeah. On their home court of War Memorial Gym on October 13th, in the Lely Events Center against Thompson Rivers and Trinity Western. That that would be Guelph. Guelph. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of said it like golf. 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 Golf University. I almost went to Queens, actually. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Why didn't you? Because UBC is the best. Because <laughs> UBC. Yeah, end of discussion. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Kira Van Rijk uh, was not oh. with the team. For a very good reason. She is playing with Team Canada at the... Uh, the world championships of volleyball right now which is amazing uh so yeah she's over in japan um they just beat uh th- cuba 3-1 3-1 yeah uh, they, they did lose to china so i mean china's team stacked let's be honest <laughs> yeah yeah okay liz um they lost to china um but they did win 3-1 against cuba and she had the the if i'm not mistaken the clinching point there right in the final set with that cross uh, court really beautiful sweet, back set and uh, came yeah, through. really sweet cross court hit um, and they're playing tonight again against Bulgaria at 9.40 Pacific time. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, if you want to catch Thanks, that. Thanks, Japan, for that weird time. <laughs> well, that's not, that's not that bad. It's actually it not. I mean, worse if right. for a team being. It's right when you're going, like, well, tournament. college students, that's, like, dinner time. But, like, other people, you know, <laughs> kind of around bedtime. <laughs> so tune in. For F-I-V-B volleyball. Together. And it, they're posting all the highlights on Twitter if you want to check them out. Uh, Van Rijks, a lot of her plays are on there as well. I mean, that's really impressive stuff to hear about. Mm-hmm. We still got her for three more years. Three more years well. of this. And I mean, world, she's already this dominant, world class athlete. Just right. Think about her this UBC. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she's we gonna be great. To the show, guys. <laughs> we we we'll get her on the show. We'll we have will. her up. Uh, 
soccer yep. had a good weekend. Had a very good weekend, <laughs> and the women's team have really hit their stride. They're now tied for first in their division with Trinity Western. Their first match was an absolute slaughter as they beat Northern BC 7 to nothing. Can you give that to me again? 7 <laughs> to nothing. Thank you. Amelia Crawford opened the scoring just three minutes in, and they did not let up from there. Crawford scored a hat-trick, and Michelle Jang and Alyssa Hunt each scored twice. That hat-trick was one of two by Thunderbirds Soccer on the weekend. Men's side, we'll talk about in a bit, but Lee Heitman, what an incredible match by him. But in this women's matchup, this this shooting, mm-hmm. oh my God, 32-5 to five to shots on shots, and then 22 shots on target by UBC. I mean, the poor goalie for UMBC, what do you do? Yeah, that's, a, that's the, the more impressive stat about it, that is the 22 on target, because that means that they're not just like they're not, it's blindly not right. firing. They're like actually making they have good, good quality shots, chances. But they're making 22 of them. I mean, is 15 saves, like even, that's not that bad. That's no, very good. It's not good. bad, except that there were also <laughs> seven goals. Right. But you know what? Hats off to you, UMBC goalie. Yeah. Halfway, good job. Yeah. <laughs> You you can't expect your goalie to save twenty shots. That's, have, that's just if unfair. If you have twenty two shots, like you're not if against, you're not winning that game. Like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Their second game was much more evenly matched as they took on a uh, strong McEwen side and managed to scrape out a one nothing win. The deadlock was broken in the seventieth minute when fifth year defender Emma Colner scored her first ever goal for the Thunderbirds off a free kick. McEwen had a chance to rescue a point in extra time, but UBC keeper Emily Moore made a fantastic point bank point-blank save on a Griffin header. How, how good does that have to feel? You've been with this team for five years. And you score you your, finally get your, score your first, first goal. goal on a free kick as well, which means it was right. probably pretty sweet. I know. That's an incredible feeling, I'm sure. And this game wasn't quite as lopsided. McEwen, a better opponent, frankly. 13-11. Uh, to 11. UBC actually had just the 11 there. Um, but their defense was strong once again. That's what got them this win. They've kept a clean sheet now in four straight games. And are top three in Canada West in both goals for and against. They're doing a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, they played both games without Danielle Steer, who still leads the team in both goals and assists. Could not find the reason why she missed both the games, but hopefully she'll be back soon. And the Thunderbirds continue to rise in the U Sports rankings. They are now ranked sixth in the country. This team looking like uh, one of the best in Canada West, and they'll be a national contender if their form continues. Next up is a Legends Cup match. A lot of uh, Thunderbirds teams playing Victoria this weekend. They play on Friday. And on the men's side, they had a strong weekend despite having their big winning streak snapped. They played UNBC twice at home. First match ended in a 1-1 draw where UBC dominated but still nearly lost. Francesco Bartolillo gave UNBC the lead in the 38th minute, and the Thunderbirds were reduced to 10 men when Caleb Clark was given a red card due to an off-the-ball incident. But despite that, Victory Shambusho rescued a point with his first goal of the year off a corner in the 81st minute. Another slaughtering, 24-4 for shots. Nine of those were only on target, though, for the Birds. But So this is why uh, their streak ended at seven. But they're still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Dominated, couldn't get all three points, though. They did get all three points on Saturday. Clark was suspended, but it didn't matter as they followed the women's example and won 7 nothing. Thomas Gardner, Connor Guillermo, and Zach Verhoeven all fa- each found the net, but it was Christian Lee Heitman who stole the show with wow. four goals. A haul mm-hmm. is the term, the first which Thunder- I learned for the show. He's the first <laughs> Thunderbird since 2013 to score four <laughs> in one game. And the Thunderbirds scored six of their goals in the first half, tied for the most in any Canada West match all the way back to 06. The, Thunderbird, uh, the Thunderbirds actually had fewer shots this game compared to their previous. However, 
they had the same amount on target, and that's why they were so much more clinical. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing is you can have all like you, like I said, you can have all the shots you want, but they got to get there. Um, I think it's pretty clear to see now that it's just like it's them and Alberta mm-hmm. in right. this league. They're both nine zero and two. Or they're both undefeated uh, with different records, but um, yeah, Alberta Alberta's played one more game. Alberta has the extra game there, but I mean, they're it's that it's those two, and then everyone else is just a completely other level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, looking forward to that uh, conference final. Uh, the men's team is going to play UVic this weekend, uh, home tomorrow evening, and on the road on Saturday. And a quick note on women's field hockey: they did grab their first win on on the young season. Still, they tied one of their matches uh, at a two-two, uh, and. Now they stand at a total of 2-0-2 against the Vikes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's about all we have for this week. So what's coming up? Well, uh, it's going to be men's soccer uh, tonight against Victoria. Women's basketball continuing that preseason against UFE. That's also tonight. Tomorrow we've got women's soccer against Victoria. Men's basketball in their preseason against Laval. Women's ice hockey starting their season against Lethbridge. Uh, Come out to that. Women's hockey always going to be a good game. Uh, women's field hockey visiting Victoria as well. Men's basketball continues their preseason. Baseball going to Gonzaga. Go baseball. Yeah, there you go. Also, a wild card game tonight. Go athletics. Let's see them beat the Yankees. Sorry. Yes, I am extremely <laughs> biased. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're, if you're going to put that out there, I'm just going to give a quick go Leafs because uh, it's their right? plan right Opener. now. Matthews just scored. You know, we're doing okay. 1-1. Um but yeah, cool. And uh, men's golf or women's golf, rather, um, the Western Washington University Invitational just down the road in Belgium. Right. What the men's side did a week ago, yeah. now they're just flip flopping. Also, quick correction: it was a three-zero victory for women's field hockey, and then a two-two tie. Excuse my earlier blunder. And thank you, Eric, for that quick recap. That's all we have for this week. I thank you all for tuning in to CITR 101.9. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at CITR Sports. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jacob, Eric, Jake, and Liz with contributions from CITR Sports, Spencer Latu, and Amit Basin. Listen Wednesdays from 4.30 to 5 p.m. And happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the long weekend.